Today's scripture lesson comes to us from the 22nd chapter of Matthew, verses 34 through 40. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. This is the word of God for the people of God. Will you pray with me and for me? Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. One of my guilty pleasures is watching the television show Law and Order Special Victims Unit. If you don't know this show, it focuses on the detectives of the Sex Crimes Unit of the New York City Police Department. As you can imagine, the crimes portrayed on the show cover a variety of sexually based offenses. As you can also imagine, at one point or another during SVU's 16 season run, the perpetrators of the portrayed crimes have broken the majority of the Ten Commandments. Although the crimes are never actually seen on screen, the things alluded to have included adultery, murder, lies, theft, covetousness, betrayal of parents and loved ones, and yes, even idol worship. Yet a common theme that evolves in most of these episodes is that the perpetrators often claim that the crimes are justified because of the love they have for the victim. Now, I know this is a fictional TV show, but the reality is that the storylines for SVU are actually taken straight out of the headlines. They are fictionalized versions, by which I mean names and a few details have been changed of real cases that have appeared in the news media, court systems, and police departments across the nation. The majority of the specifics are factual. In fact, according to the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network, two-thirds of rapes and nearly three-quarters of sexual assaults are carried out by perpetrators who are known to the victim. Additionally, 28% of rapists are intimately involved with their victims, and another 7% of rapists are blood relatives to the one being raped. The disturbing reality is that most sexual crimes are done in the name of love. Love is often a misunderstood emotion. It is the ideal that all of us want, 
yet it is so hard for us to define. Dictionaries usually define love as a strong emotion or even an object of our devotion. But love is so much deeper than that. On one hand, it is a powerful chemical reaction in our bodies, a reaction that involves the release of chemicals that enhance pleasure. On the other hand, love is called a kind and passionate commitment that we nurture and develop, even though it usually arrives in our lives unbidden. These attempts to describe love are better than the dictionary definitions, but they are both still lacking something. So what is love? Friends, Jesus shows us what love is in this scripture passage today. In his response to the Pharisees, Jesus said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus then went on to say, On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Jesus told the Pharisees that they first had to love God. But that also meant that they had to love God's people. The Torah, the law, could only be interpreted through these lenses of love. Love of God and love of neighbor were central to its understanding. Obedience to the law depended on this type of love. A love that meant complete surrender to God and God's people. With these words, Jesus gave us a picture of love that is very contrary to our Western understanding of the word. Our Western culture teaches us that we should love our car, our house, and our lifestyle. It tells us that money is the only God to be served. Western society tells us that love and lust are one and the same. Relationships don't have to be based on anything else, nor do they have to outlast the passion. Our culture says love is an intense emotion or our body's reaction to something that enters our life unexpectedly. It's an emotional thing that just happens. It doesn't require any action on our part. Jesus said that love doesn't just happen. It is not feelings and emotions. Love requires our heart, our mind, and our soul. In short, it requires our whole entire being. Love is active and intentional. It requires us to do something. By telling us to love God with our whole being, Jesus is calling us to active love. The love in which God said in Deuteronomy to keep these words that I am commanding you today in your heart, recite them to your children, and talk about them when you are at home and when you are away, when you lie down and when you rise. Bind them as a sign on your, on your hand. 
Fix them as an emblem on your forehead and write them on the doorposts of your house and your gates. Keep, recite, talk, bind, fix, and write. All of these are action words that require us to do something. The biblical love that Jesus is calling to calling us to is a love of action and not one of passivity. Brothers and sisters, Jesus is calling us to this type of love still today. We are being called to be active participants in loving God and loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. We are being called to choose every day to love him with our hearts through generosity to God's people with our souls by worshiping God and praying for our neighbors and with our minds by putting God's words and God's love into action in the world. Jesus is calling us to a love that is self-sacrificing and full of mercy. He is calling us to a love that is marked by patience and generosity. He is calling us to love our neighbors as we love ourselves through compassionate action toward others. We are to feed the hungry, clothe the naked, take care of the sick, and visit the prisoner. We are to strive to embody God's love for those considered to be the least of these. When we are Jesus' hands and feet to our neighbors in need, We are also his heart, soul, and mind to all those that we come in contact with. When we are living as the love of God, others will come to know what that looks like. Friends, this is what love is all about. When we love God's people, we are always and at the same time loving God. The theologian and author Arthur C. McGill wrote, Christian love is self-expenditure, a real expending and losing and deterioration of the self. If you do this, you too will be driven into need. But note this very carefully. Like Jesus, we too can only live to give ourselves away freely because we know our being is not thereby ended but still and always lies in the parenting of of our God. Those who love in the name of Jesus Christ serve the needs of others willingly, even to the point of being exposed in their own neediness. They do not cope with their own needs. They do not anguish over how their own needs may be met by the twists and turns of their circumstances, by the whims of their society, or by the strategies of their own egos. At the center of their life, the very innermost center, they are grateful to God because they do not fear neediness. That is what frees them to serve the needy, to companion the needy, to become and be one of the needy. Friends, nobody ever said, that embodying the unconditional love of God would be easy. 
It takes self-sacrifice. It causes self-deterioration and neediness. It takes hard work. It requires us to get out of our comfortable places in order to encounter God's neediest and most unlovable people in the places where they are. Jesus' love takes intentional action. But it is through that action that we are freed. We are freed to serve and companion the needy. We are freed to be bound to each other and to God. And most importantly, we are freed to love our Lord and God with all our hearts, souls, and minds. And we are freed to love our neighbors as ourselves. Amen and amen.